0: Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chukri show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Monday evening with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Well, AEW Wrestling is coming to Gas South Arena. You can go to AEW.com and get your tickets. uh, Wednesday, August 23rd, it'll be a taping of uh, Dynamite and Collision, Together, tickets are on sale now. AEW.com is the place to go. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Somebody I have definitely wanted to talk to here over uh, the course of these last couple of years is the doctor herself, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, professional wrestler for AEW. You can follow her on her personal Twitter page, at Baker. Britt, I really appreciate you joining the show. Thank you so much for being on in Atlanta with us tonight.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You know, I, I have to personally say, and, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of, uh, a lifelong fan uh, of wrestling. And one of the things that I really enjoy about your, your work is just the idea of you really found a way to get yourself over kind of organically. And I love the presentation that you had with you and Rebel. Just I, I love that whole package. When did you feel like things were kind of coming together for you and your character? When did you feel like, was there a moment specifically when you thought, okay, like this is coming together now and and now I'm kind of finding my groove and my stride in this?
1: You know, what's, what's kind of crazy about that whole era was there really wasn't a, a telltale sign that anything was working or not working because it was during the pandemic and there were no fans. Mm-hmm. And typically you gauge by the reactions, if they like something, if they don't like something, and we didn't really have any of that. So it was a lot of, we were just going off our gut and what felt right. And of course we're all fans of professional wrestling too. So when you, when you film something, when you, when you produce something, when you have a match, or it's something that you yourself like, you kind of hope that, uh, that the, the, the fellow fans are going to like it as well. But um, it was it was really just taking feedback from from Tony Khan and at the time Cody was working really closely with us and Kenny and Chris Jericho and we had really brilliant minds helping helping at the time, and speaking of time I, I was really really lucky and and I'm so grateful for it that I had so much time on television back then you know we have a much bigger roster now and it's a lot harder to get a three-minute vignette in or or a live promo and at the time I I was just so lucky to be in the right place in the right time during the pandemic where I was local to Florida and I was at TV every single week Um, because that's that's really how you get the stories over and how you get people invested in the characters is when you see them every week on TV telling a story.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, that's a really good uh, point that you made there about, you know, early on in AEW's evolution, just, again, you know, you were trying different things. And, um, you know, I I think you said it best. I mean, just the idea of being on TV and kind of honing your craft. I mean, like I said, I I love the fact that, that you were kind of able to get over organic. You kind of broke out from a lot of other performers. Do you think that, I mean, is... How much more comfortable are you now in your character and in wrestling and everything from even just a few years ago?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, a few years ago, even just when AEW first started, I I felt like I didn't really know who I was at all as a character, as a wrestler and as a performer. And then once once I turned heel and really started getting the groove of things and you know, it's a lot of trial and error. And unfortunately mm-hmm. for us, it's trial and error on live TV. Sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not so great. But either way, you have to pick up pieces and, and move on and learn from it. Because guess what? You have to do it again next week and the next week and the next week. So it, it's quick quick turnaround time to build and make improvements and adjustments from what worked and what didn't.
0: You graduated from dentistry school before you got into wrestling. What was it that spurred you to get into wrestling? I mean, again, you were... Set up to have a good career. What made you decide to get into wrestling, even with your background in dentistry?
1: Well, it's actually not true. I I started dental school and training to be a wrestler at the exact same time. Oh, okay. I, I graduated from undergrad at Penn State University, and then I was I was moving into the city of Pittsburgh for my dental degree, and like I was in. A couple, I think three months before I started dental school, I took my first bump and started training to be a professional wrestler, and it was something I never thought in a million years that I would have two careers like this. Um, I, I was just a wrestling fan, and when I heard about the independent wrestling scene that was in Pittsburgh, which is, um, it, it's it's where a lot of your favorite current TV stars, uh, wrestlers on TV. It's where a lot of them started. And at the time I was a huge WWE fan. That was really the only mainstream wrestling that was on TV. And some of my favorite wrestlers like Daniel Bryan or, or Brian Danielson and even uh, Natty and CM Punk and uh, Seth Rollins, all these huge names started on the independent wrestling scene. So when you when you click on YouTube and you type their names in indie wrestling and then you see them wrestling in front of 20 to 50 people in a bingo hall or something like it, it just makes it, it a, a totally different perspective and it makes it something that encourages you to maybe want to try.
0: AEW wrestler Dr. Britt Baker joining me here on the weightford.com hotline. What did you think those first few times taking your bumps? I mean, I know what that's like. I mean, what uh, what What was that feeling like what What was going through your mind those first few times when you're taking those flat back bumps?
1: Uh, you know even still to this day, because anytime you have any type of injury and you're doing a your recovery before they clear you, to get back in the ring, you still just have to in the middle of the ring and take a flat back bump. Mm-hmm. And it is the most jarring thing <laughs> of all time. It is, it's horrible. I think it's one of the worst bumps of all time It's just when you have to throw yourself down into the mat as hard as you can, you feel like your, your lungs just completely seize up on you and you feel like your ribs might have broken for a second. And then you try to, to get that air to fill in them again. And it's, it's just, it's very intense. That, that flat back bump is not, not, not my favorite, that's for sure. So
0: you, I believe that I read that you are kind of stepping away from some of your dentistry practice because, again, it's it's tough to juggle. And, and I think you even talked about the physical aspect of dentistry, you know, with wrestling combined. Tell me a little bit about that process and that decision that went into maybe getting away a little bit from your dentistry.
1: Yeah, so it's the – ever-evolving, ever-changing, ever-growing um, schedule with AEW, it was just getting it was getting really hard to manage just because I, I don't want to be calling off last minute in the dental office all the time if Tony needs me for something, whether it's, you know, for, for a TV taping or to go do media or for an event or this or that, um, but... And, and and I hold myself accountable to be available for those types of events because I am one of the faces of AEW and I want to be, I want to be available for everything like that. And unfortunately that means kind of not, I don't want to say closing the door, but I'm definitely taking a step back a little bit from dentistry just because like, like I was saying, it's not fair to be canceling on patients all the time when something else pops up and it's not fair to the staff. And my staff is absolutely fabulous at the dental office. They work out. I love them to death. Uh, but and I'm still there. I'm still there a few times a month. To check in on my old patients, make sure everyone's okay. I don't really accept any new patients just because it was getting really tricky to navigate the waters of fans coming into the dental office and, <laughs> and not really knowing who's really there to be a patient who's there to get an autograph and a picture. And it's, it, it, it's, it's funny, but at the same time it gets really frustrating for my staff when they're there to try to see patients and try to convert and, and try to keep the successful practice going.
0: Um, so your real-life partner, Adam Cole, is now in AEW. How excited were you when he signed, and how has that been working? How was that dynamic about, you know, the two of you all working together in the same promotion?
1: Yeah, that was such a that was such a fun but stressful time when mm-hmm. when his contract was up because it really came out of nowhere. Um, it's it's I think it's public knowledge now that we we all thought that he had a little bit more time when his contract was was going to be up with WWE, but it wasn't. It really came out of nowhere, and we had a very short amount of time, or, or he had a very short amount of time to kind of decide what was he going to do. And I tried to not be any influence whatsoever. Other than being his girlfriend, which obviously that comes in the territory of being an influence, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to steer him one way or another. I wanted him to do what he wanted to do and where he thought he was going to be the most successful and have the most fun. And fortunately, he he chose AEW, and that was. It was really cool. It was it was really special. Um, when I sat down and finally realized, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to go to work with him all the time now because we we've, we've never worked in the same promotion ever. Right. And uh, I was one of the very few people that knew that he had signed when he made his surprise debut. I, I was at, I think, All Out. Yes, All Out in Chicago. And when when he came out and his music hit and Adam Cole babe, babe, came on the Jumbotron, that was one of the coolest moments in AEW history for me.
0: So uh, before you go to Wembley, obviously you're going to be here uh, in Atlanta on the 23rd, but, how excited. I mean, look, uh, there's going to be, obviously, when you get to Atlanta, going to be a lot of anticipation about coming up on the 27th, the idea of being in Wembley in front of 80,000 people. Are you ready for all of that? I mean, again, it's, I mean, this this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing that, you know, you're going to be a part of, and, and it's got to be a really cool feeling.
1: So I, so I will be at Wembley for sure, but unfortunately, I don't know until after Wednesday if I'll be wrestling or not, because I have to- qualify so i have a match this week against the bunny um and the winner of that will be in the four-way at wembley but i i have to say even to just be a part of this company and the fact that we have an event at wembley stadium and it, the letters aew are going to be in wembley stadium that is just so surreal to me one of the biggest shows of all time and that's our company and and it's it, it's just crazy to go back and think this what this was when we first started we didn't we didn't have a huge powerhouse behind us we didn't have the familiarity with the, with the fans I mean we really grew this from the ground up and it was a lot of hard work from the the day one squad from Tony Khan from the EVPs, from Chris Jericho and most importantly from our fans just really staying loyal and hanging with us and and word of mouth telling their friends hey have you heard of AEW and we really grew this thing into something monstrous and it's it's amazing um, and I will probably shed a couple of tears if I don't get to wrestle at Wembley, <laughs> but I'm trying to be positive.
0: Now, listen, I mean, you're the DMD. I mean, you're, you're going to qualify. I mean, look, I mean, uh, you know, that's, that's right. That, that's I a fair to it All right. Last thing for you. I got to ask. All right. So Tony Chivante was a former coworker of mine. And oh, we and, and, well and we did and we did some wrestling shows together on Facebook and I know Tony and, and look I love Tony to death and and w- listen uh, when w- when you have a bunch of former athletes and stuff like that, everybody knows who Tony Shavanti is how much fun because I, I love the interaction that you've had with Tony I mean I, I love when when you guys have fun you know on camera and just I love that whole dynamic, that relationship that you two have. How much fun is it working with him? I, I know Tony personally, and just I, I, I loved being around him. You just, you, you just feel better when you're around him, just realizing, like, this guy has done everything in the wrestling business. How much fun has it you know, been to work with a Tony Schiavone and be on camera with him?
1: I would say that's one of the, my favorite parts of my whole career is the on screen and, and off screen relationship with Tony Schiavone because he is he's one of my dearest friends and he's so good to me. He and he was such a mentor to me early on when I was first cutting these live promos. It was always him out there with me holding the microphone and just to to kind of be be the one that, to be to be my punching bag to, to take all the hits and punches verbally when I when I turned heel. And he willingly did it, and we had so much fun with it. And we we just have such good chemistry because we we really are good friends. And we have so much fun backstage. Um, it it was kind of like what you see is what you get. What you saw on camera is pretty much the same thing we were we were doing backstage. We were just having fun and picking on each other. And I think he he's one of the MVPs of all of the wrestling because he he does so much on camera. He's helped so many people's careers, but even more so, it's the stuff he does backstage. He's always wrangling someone. He's getting everybody ready for live TV. He's helping Tony. He's helping talent, helping producers. He's he's really, really, really one of the most important people we have.
0: Well, listen, Britt, uh, I am a big fan and continued success. AEW is coming to Gas South Arena August 23rd. Get your tickets at AEW.com. Britt is on Twitter at RealBritBaker, and she joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Again, continued success, Britt. I really appreciate the time. Uh, I certainly hope to get a chance to chat with you again. And listen, good luck on Wednesday. I know you're going to be qualifying, so you're going to be wrestling at Wembley, so get ready to take those big bumps in front of everybody.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You got it. And uh, when we come back from the top of the hour, it will be time for the Falcons' flyover. Falcons have made a lot of roster moves here over these last couple of days since the first preseason game. We'll get into all of that next. Truckery are hanging out in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio at 92.9 The Game
1: and the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest
0: 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.